Welcome to the Video Insiders Podcast. I'm Carlos Pacheco. And I'm Tom Martin. And we are two self-isolating video experts on the YouTube's platform. We've been managing YouTube channels for many, many years. Getting close to 10 years for me, myself. Wow. How about you, Tom? Um, about eight, eight, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm exaggerating. I think we're almost exactly the same in terms yeah. of like the amount of years we've been working on this. So yeah, we've been managing many, many YouTube channels in generating billions of views and uh, tens of millions of sus- subscribers. What's going on, Tom? Yeah, well, it's uh, I don't know what week we're at, like week seven of lockdown. I think I, I heard today. I'm at week eight for me. Yeah, it's. Um it's kind of normal but it's also i feel like i'm hanging on by <laughs> by a thread i'm uh, <laughs> super busy super stressed kids are uh you know causing me great anxiety in every way shape and form looking forward to hopefully getting some kind of announcement this week that the uh, restrictions are going to be lightened and there's some kind of light at the end of the tunnel but um just keeping on keeping on you know lots of lots of client work to do working on lots of uh kind of longer term products that projects and products that are not necessarily generating revenue now but you know planting some seeds for the future shall we say so uh all positive keeping busy maybe a bit too busy uh looking to get more and more help with what i'm doing so um but generally, I'd say I'm, I'm very kind of very lucky that I'm still working and paying the bills and a lot of people in a lot less fortunate positions than me. So, yeah, that's how I sort of like see it myself as well as I'm busy. I can't say it's the most efficient work these days, but definitely thankful that, you know, it doesn't look like there's going to be a lack for work for, for us in this side of things. Which is great. You know, like I said, it's, and, you know, hopefully we can help anybody who's, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. I've actually had to hire people. So, and you're looking to hire people. So it's, it's actually, we're doing good, right? Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's strange, but it also makes sense. And we'll talk a bit, bit more today about why it makes sense in terms of viewership being up and stuff across YouTube and other digital platforms. But of course, before we dive into today's topic, got a big thank you today to say haven't we Carlos? yes we do we wanted to extend a big thank you to uh tubebuddy uh tubebuddy is the ultimate tool for creators to streamline their daily workflow on youtube allowing for more time to create great content for brands to help reduce busy work and focus on what matters which is growing your youtube business for agencies to help manage multiple clients and for networks which gives partners the tools for success and an attractive incentive for recruitment. Tom, we have a special offer for our listeners, right? We do indeed. We have a world exclusive multi-channel discount and you can get that only by visiting videoinsiders.fm forward slash TubeBuddy. Thank you, TubeBuddy. Thank you, TubeBuddy. So, Tom, what are we, we're, we're sort of like doing a little, you know, update from us, uh, not an interview show. We've done a lot of them. We actually have much more still uh, in the bank uh, for the next couple of weeks, but uh, we wanted to do a quick update and just talk in general about like, how things. Yeah, I think we really wanted to touch on your newfound fame, Carlos. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, no, tons of fame a, there. You're a, you're a cited authority in, uh-huh. um, in an article that we're going to discuss uh, today. An amazing article written by a good friend of the show, Chris Stokel Walker, who is a journalist uh, specialist in the field of YouTube. Um, he's written for various publications, including Wired magazine, and uh, also also um, author of uh, the book YouTubers and how YouTube shook up TV and created a new generation of stars. I'll be totally honest, I haven't read it yet, Chris. That's probably the only reason we haven't had you on the show yet, <laughs> because I don't. Even, I barely have time to wash my face in the morning, uh, let alone to read books. But I think it's absolutely a given that we'll, we'll get Chris to come on and onto the show pretty soon. But let's, let's be honest here. It's like, it's not like we're going to learn much from, from his book. You know, well, I, I th- from what I can tell, it's more of a kind of a, a narrative uh, rather yeah. than a how to. So yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. there's some, some great insights that I've, I've probably overlooked. Yeah, I think it, it's one of those things. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad book at all. I'm just saying, like for us, uh, you know, it's like, oh, okay, you know, it's 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 the space we've been living in for the past eight years. So, you know, I don't know, I don't know about you, but whenever I, when I'm in the space, it's, it's I have a harder time sort of like reading a book about it. <laughs> But that's me. Yeah. It's like a, I don't know if you have the term in Canada, a busman's holiday. No. Like what is someone it? like a professional driver who has to drive to go on holiday? You know, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like exactly when I've it. finally got time to read a book, I want to be on the beach or by a swimming pool somewhere reading like Ready Player One or something like that. So just a bit of escapism. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that sort of like reflects uh, what Matt Gielen was sort of saying uh, a couple episodes back when I asked him like, you know, what YouTube channels he's, he's, uh, he's into these days. And he was like, I'm not into a lot these days because he sort of wants to take a break from it when, uh, yeah, you know, when he's not him. thinking about it. So yeah, we're, we're sort of in the same space sometimes. Yeah, so in the last few weeks, we've had interviews with Brenda Bisner from Kidoodle, um, and she we, we spoke together about how um, a lot of YouTube, especially YouTubers in the kids space, are flocking to her platform and other platforms like hers because of the, the falling CPMs on YouTube. And that was even before coronavirus came came along and, and hurt that even more. Uh, and then last week we spoke to Dennis Crushell of Tubular Labs, and he spoke about all of the kind of viewing trends uh, pre and during Corona. So I think you know we just wanted to do a bit of bit more of an update and talk about this this article that that you were featured heavily in, um, Carlos. And uh, I, I suppose I've got a few questions for you. Like is did the art, did the article come from the the data that you were looking into already? Like, did you kind of pitch this article, or was it something that was already happening and you were already looking at that data? Because there's a there's a big bit of research that you did, and I was fortunate enough that you shared that with me before this this article came to existence. So, kind of get, bring the bring the listeners up to date about how this actually came to be. All right. So first off, the article is called as YouTube traffic source YouTubers say pay is plummeting on publication called one zero on medium. So yeah, I mean, the reason uh, that came to be is I was obviously interested in taking a look at, you know, how CPMs were behaving. And I had sort of done a preliminary check and had noticed a drop. And then, you know, Chris sort of said, like, I'd be interested in a sort of, you know, poked back and he said, I'd be interested in sort of like a deeper analysis of that. 
And so I took it on myself to go across the various networks I have access to, the various channels I have access to, and just you know pull the data in terms of what's happening CPM wise. And I was sort of a, I had a little bit of a reservation towards it because this. CPMs are so different across verticals, right? From music to comedy to entertainment to DIY, all that sort of stuff, and to children's content, right? Obviously, children's content has an effect. When you're dealing with so many channels, children's content is actually a big, you know, sort of a big chunk of that. I essentially pulled the data, CPM data, over the last uh, year to take a look at, you know, how, how it's behaving. And, you know, as, as expected, things uh, dropped pretty, <laughs> the word I used was exponentially, but I got called out for that because it's one of those words that um, I tend to use a lot, like literally, <laughs> uh, but that's my limited uh, English vocabulary. So yeah, like uh, it just saw that, you know, CPM started dropping pretty drastically once, you know, around mid-March and just confirmed that, you know, the, the views are going way up for everybody in general and that CPMs are dropping. So you're getting a lot more views and a lot less money per views. So that's, you know, how that came to be. Yeah. And so can we just... Uh kind of break down the numbers a little bit and talk about what what you saw and what you know I, I think Chris then managed to go and get kind of um validated by other creators and uh other people like you that have access to a lot of data yeah I mean um like I said it's like the way I sort of like put it all together was essentially you know ex extrapolated the CPMs and the views so on average when I look at you know for the past year across all the channel stuff that we're looking we're talking about like 150 million views per week so you know 500 600 million views a month across almost 180 channels so what we saw is that essentially there's a you know pretty obviously there's a, a drop january 1st as usual and things picked up pretty quickly, which I think we spoke about a little bit, you know, in, in episodes early this year, where it felt like CPMs were back up pretty fast uh, compared to other years, uh, which was, you know, giving us hope for the year, feeling like the, the platform was finally, you know, sort of becoming like a little bit more mature and getting, you know, more and more money for, for reviews. But uh, as of, let's just say, March 15th, things just took a dive. So, you know, for example, the aggregated CPM around March 15th was 422 USD. By March 29th, it had dropped to 372. And then when you look at the high in last week of January, first week of uh, February, we were in around uh, 550 in terms of CPM. So yeah, and January kind of seasonally is the usually the lowest month yeah. the for cpms as well yeah so i mean if you want to compare like the, compared to december december you're looking at like 640 so yeah it's it's 50 percent uh it's a 50 percent drop uh which you know january 1st you saw like a, a i would say a 30 i'm not i'm sort of like winging the, the percentages here but you saw something like 30 percent drop which is normal but then things picked up pretty pretty qu quickly, as I said before, and then but again, like essentially things have dropped since then. Admittedly, these numbers are already four to six weeks old by the time you, you hear this episode, 
And I'll sort of like add to that, that actually uh, it it turns out that April 1st was the low point for everybody. It's really interesting to see how like April 1st, has this sort of like a little bit of a dive and uh, again Which this is not sense. I- again seasonally is the start of a new quarter when again you see kind of budgets dipping but it might be that instead of just taking a dip you know budgets were actually pulled for that quarter yeah essentially i would just this morning before we went on on the, on the call i was like let me just check out how things are going and you know just to add to the article because obviously the article is a couple weeks old now uh, things have stabilized since then and actually are a little bit on an uptick. Very slow, gradual, which I think is hopeful. Uh, one thing I'll, I'll be interesting to see, and uh, you know, I want to sort of like continue this trend of analyzing the CPMs over across many, many channels, is to see how uh, uh, ad fill is uh, changing. Uh, you know, one yeah, one of the point, data points that I didn't check is like. What's the fill rate, you know, which is obviously has dropped because, you know, views going up, a CPM's going down. So there's probably a huge drop in fill rates. And just for those who don't understand what a fill rate is, that's the amount of views you get that are monetized versus the ones that aren't monetized. So that's something that I hope to do in the next uh, little little while. But I'm I'm uh, one of those people who always has hopes to create content, but never creates content. I always have these ideas for a blog post and never do it. But yeah, I'm sort of uh, hopefully I can do that in the next couple of while, little yeah, while. Yeah, and I think that kind of makes sense what you're saying that it could be picking up a bit because I think generally, uh, and this again might be in my little bubble, but it might I think there is a kind of growing confidence in the business world at the moment that. You know, I think the original panic settings, like, right, pull the budgets. We need to know exactly what, what, what every single penny that's been spent, we need to account for it. And then maybe people realize, okay, things are not as bad as we first thought. So, you know, we can start running those ads again. Or it's like, oh, we've turned off our ads and all of our sales have stopped. So we need to reignite that. So let's put some budget back into paid ads um i've got a friend who is a um a small boutique uh ad agency and um shout out to sarah platypus media she's the best in the business she said that you know she's got clients that are having their best results ever in in running youtube ads and stuff and you know people have still got a hunger to spend you know and uh to buy and um if people hey. know what they're doing, then you know those ads can still be super fruitful and cost-effective because there's less competition in the auction now. Yeah, I mean, uh, here, here's there's there's tons of like insights that you can bring into this ecosystem. Like, there's you know you got to think of like there's budgets that need to be spent. There's industries that are um, completely decimated. You hear you know travel restaurant industry is is uh you know suffering right now obviously but at the same time there are tons of other industries that are sort of like you know growing and you know the the consumer packaged goods the cpg industries are doing extremely well right now and and you know their advertising does not stop they don't need to stop and they're probably shifting things to be more digital you know i think I don't know if I would mention this here, but it's like, you know, if I was buying out of home right now, you know, billboards, I would shift that money somewhere else. You know, as everybody, one of the things that I uh, sort of 
I feel sort of like a little bit all over the place here, but like one of the things that, you know, what this recession is forcing is a lot of companies to, to, to accept or sort of like shift to digital a lot faster. There are a lot of companies, even clients I work with where, you know, you keep telling them, hey, there's an opportunity on digital, there's an opportunity to innovate on digital, and they don't do it because, A, the money's not as lucrative because they're used to, you know, uh, they do live events, conferences, all that sort of stuff. And then now that side's been completely erased. So they're obviously forced to go on digital and they're innovating. They're doing new things. They're figuring things out. And what do you do to promote digital content? Digital advertising, right? So again, there's that sort of little ray of sunshine that I see in this side of things is there's going to be way more companies on digital platforms and way more companies wanting to advertise on these platforms. So we're at the bottom of it, but it feels already feels like things are sort of like looking up in this side of uh, the business. Yeah. And as the, the article says that it's not just digital advertising that has suffered. You know, I think I think it actually said that traditional media advertising is actually probably worse, a worse a hit. Um, but that the tide, the tides may turn on that. But I also think that people are turning to YouTube because and again, this is probably anecdotally and something we spoke about before we started recording is that we're both starting to, we both seem to be starting to get a lot more leads at the moment. And I think what yeah. it is, is that YouTube's probably been on a lot of people's to-do lists for a long time. And a lot of people are at home or finally, you know, having less meetings, less travel, and they've got time to sit, take stock. I know that's exactly what happened to me in my business is I had time to kind of decide where my pro- priorities were going to be. Um, and for a lot of companies and personal brands and stuff like that, I think YouTube is that priority that they've been putting off. And so now it's like, okay, I've got some time. I need some more leads. I need some more coverage. I need some more eyeballs. YouTube seems to be right for that. And so a lot of people are turning to YouTube, maybe for the first time as well. Um, what, you know, have you seen much of that, you know, from either, you know, client work or the the kind of, I know you work with a lot of media companies too. What I've seen is, is not necessarily, I've seen YouTube sort of like stay uh, consistent. I've seen clients do live stream a lot more. I almost feel like we need to have an episode on live streaming because it's such a different type of behavior. I had a client, uh, you know, sort of loop me in on an internal discussion about it. And I was like, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into it now, but it's like, you know, uh, live streaming is much more like appointment television. So it just needs to be planned differently. But what I'm also seeing is like everybody going on every single social platform, right? Like, you know, live streaming on Facebook, live streaming on Instagram, uptick on podcasting as well, right? I remember reading the first couple of weeks, uh, podcasting was actually down, not podcast list, uh, not podcast episodes, but podcast listening because people weren't commuting as much right but things have sort of like picked up since then so yeah like it's it's sort of like a weird situation right now where everybody's sort of keep creating content they haven't stopped like there's no one of the things i found fascinating about this space is that everybody's just plugging along and figuring out new ways to put their content out there and the content hasn't slowed down at all which i think is a good thing for the industry as you know, there's an increased amount of eyeballs on these platforms, right? Like everybody's forced to go online because there's no other ways to communicate. I mean, it's not like anybody's going to call somebody, 
Uh, <laughs> I'm joking because there actually is increased people calling each other, but it's, it's, it's just, you know, like everybody's talking about how this pandemic, you know, it's, it's rough, but like, you know, let's, let's be honest compared to people who have gone through war and stuff like we're, we've got it pretty easy. And, and also the fact that, you know, we have the internet and that saves us, saves us from going crazy <laughs> or else we'd be stuck, you know, reading books or something. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want to sort of add this a little anecdote here is one thing that I'm, by, I'm finding interesting is that formats that were working before or formats that are sort of okay before, you know, don't seem to be resonating as much. What I find interesting is that content that is educational and is helping people is consistently going like just does not stop and just keeps growing and there's in renewed interest you know i had a client who made a the timing was perfect they didn't even plan for it they made a, a video about how to set up their zoom account for for online teaching obviously that blew up for him but at the same time i have clients who who just make content to make content to entertain and are less educational and their views are sort of flat and sort of like meh yes they distract a bit but they don't seem to be doing anything more than they usually do. So I sort of see that a little bit of as a, as a, as an indicator of what's really working on YouTube as for the other platforms, that's a different dynamic. You know, they're much more, you know, in the moment, distracting, distract me a platform. So obviously making content that's more about entertainment or more about like, you know, interrupting and, and just, you know, uh, in your face type of stuff, I think really works well on those platforms. Yeah, I think as well, because there's so much competition now. And especially now, if parents are starting to take the reins and saying, okay, well, yes, you can watch YouTube, but it has to have some kind of educational value or if you're stuck at home and instead of watching youtube for like fun you're you're like okay i'm gonna learn a skill i'm gonna learn how to use photoshop or i'm gonna learn how to play the guitar and you're gonna try and you know actually use your time a bit more constructively than just okay this is my lunch break and i'm gonna watch youtube for an hour to kind of just escape yeah so that that makes perfect sense i think now is a great time for people to grow their audiences with consumption up the article mentions uh some data that the new york post gathered that said that views were around 15 percent up Th that kind of correlates to what i've seen i wonder if that correlates to what you've seen yeah i've actually not looked at the views uh, too much because obviously they're going up i'm not saying they're not but it's just i haven't actually looked at the number of traffic from my perspective i focus very much on the cpm stuff the, the actual money but yeah like again across the board when i look at the graphs it's it's going up it's not going down as i'm you know, looking at other platforms, specifically in the last couple of weeks, I've jumped into the world of Amazon Prime Direct. I'm seeing clients, you know, triple their views on Amazon Prime Direct, wow. uh, which is really interesting to see. It's way, you know, <laughs> one of the things that's amazing about YouTube is that, you know, you realize just how deep the analytics are in YouTube. And then we start working with like traditional, you know, Amazon's not traditional, but just other platforms, other video platforms that are much more 
tied to the TV ecosystem, you just see how limited the analytics are and so slow when you're used to sort of like that fast. I don't think it's just the analytics that are way behind YouTube, just like the upload process. I've been publishing some stuff to Amazon this week myself. It is very, very painful. And you just realize how amazing the tech that, that YouTube have put together is especially when you're talking about uploading and, and publishing content at scale. It's, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Kind of one last question that I've got for you is for all of the, the adpocalypses and whatever you want to call it, the kind of whenever advertising has taken a big hit, whether it's the kind of adpocalypse or, you know, the kids pocalypse <laughs> or the <laughs> CPMs have always recovered or have, have built back up from the lowest peak but it always seems to be kind of the law of diminishing returns and they, you know, they'll kind of settle back, back up, but not to the level that they once were. And I think, you know, if you look at the yearly trends of, I don't know, maybe the last five years or so, I think CPMs have probably gone down every single year. Um, how do you see the recovery from this one? Do you, do you think it will get back to 2019 levels? Do you think it will, get back to early 2020 levels or settle somewhere a little bit lower? Um, I think it's, it's, uh, I think it's going to be extremely hard to predict, but uh, one of the things that I've, that, you know, anybody who's worked in advertising for the past uh, many, many years is that CPMs don't necessarily go up uh, specifically in aggregating, uh, you know, big aggregating networks. They're, consistently try to find ways to sort of like make CPMs drop. Think of somebody who was living off AdSense on their website, you know, many years ago, it probably is not seeing the same CPMs as they are in the last couple of years. Again, the, uh, you got to think of it this way. There's like YouTube's cleaning up its act, right? So a lot of, a lot of crappy content is being demonetized. A lot of duplicate channels are being demonetized. So they're cleaning. So what that means is that the money is going to go towards quality channels. So I think the quality channels are going to be fine. They're going to, you know, the CPMs will, or, or are going to go up. I think anybody who's sort of like in this space just to throw, you know, anything out there and just, you know, get the views and, and not really think about the audience is will suffer. And the CPMs are never going to be that great. At the same time, you know, we're hearing that the coronavirus, the pandemic at, the, at this point has, I'll use the word exponentially, increased <laughs> increased the, the, the likelihood of newspapers officially dying. And where's that money going to go? Even, you know, most of it's already on digital, but other types of advertising are probably going to be uh, affected. Again, think of out of home is not a space where I would be spending money these days. So how's, you know, as people stay more and more indoors and use more the internet, people are going to spend more money on the internet. And then again, like there, there's the way these platforms are making money is different from advertising nowadays. I've had a couple creator channels start making decent money uh, off of stars on Facebook, uh, which is their new sort of like monetization ecosystem, right? And that's, uh, you know, much more of a support system situation, a Patreon type of situation. And is that going to be the new uh, economy for creators is to, you know, get your attention, get get people to, to, to give you like pennies for uh, every view. As usual, it's going to be a diversification situation. I think it's it's exponentially uh, increasing the opportunity of, you know, diversifying the 
you know, the, the money in these platforms. And this is a weird one. I actually dreamt about YouTube ad formats yesterday, last night. <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare to me, Carlos. <laughs> I was like, did I seriously dream about YouTube ad formats? I was like, yep. And I was like, I need to disconnect a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's, I, I, you know what? I don't want to predict it. At the end of the day, it, it's, it's one of those things where there's just so much to take into consideration. Uh, my only, you know, hope or, you know, the, the bright light I see here is that anybody that's creating good content, valuable content that's reaching a, a valuable audience is going to do very well in, in the next little while. I've seen channels that, you know, upload very high quality content, get really good CPMs. And I think those are the, the ones that are going to win in the long run. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I think also companies that don't just rely on the quality of their content, let's say they're a big rights holder, you know, a lot of, you know, let's say if you've got the rights to, you know, let's say you're Disney, you know, you could start a channel and get 10 million views in no time. But is that because of your strategy or is that in spite of your strategy? And I think the the people with great content that also know how to leverage the platform and optimize for that platform are also going to be the, the winners versus just those that have got great content kind of by luck rather than judgment or they've inherited that and they're just kind of mindlessly just broadcasting that content, you know. So I think that will also really start to increase in importance as you know competition for eyeballs you know just increases and increases and increases yeah that definitely that's definitely feels feels where where the industry is going is going to be a lot more competition out there as tv networks anybody that's in the media industry right anybody that publishes they're putting stuff on youtube way faster way and you know a lot more quality out there a lot more stuff and you know the established platforms are gonna are gonna win again they're gonna jump into this platform and just you know the the one thing i do have to admit that i don't feel very hopeful for is the independent creator like the the YouTuber, you know, they're gonna do okay, but the, the heyday of of a YouTuber going from zero to Mr. Beast, yeah, uh, more rarer and rarer as the big platforms take the majority of the eyeballs away. Yeah, and I think this goes back to it's gonna be the education on on all channels that are the million subscriber, you know. I teach people how to play guitar or I teach people how to do Adobe Premiere or I teach people how to mend their clothes when they're broken. I think those are going to be the the kind of uh, the ones that succeed longer time because they're going to get better targeted ads, that kind of thing. Well, and, and then uh, they're not going to care too much about the CPMs at the end of the day, right? They're going to be like, you know, again, anybody that creates educational content will end up getting business about what they're good at. Right. Yeah. If you make videos about, you know, being good at knitting, then people who want things to be knitted are going to be <laughs> approaching you. So that's, people that sell knitting equipment and stuff yes, like that is that, that as well. Right. So there's, you know, there's a benefit from being an educational in this space. And I always love to use my piano teacher, teacher client, which is such an, an awesome niche. You know, he sees opportunities from, 
brands coming to him in the industry to he recruits students. So his business isn't YouTube. His business is his you know educational platform, and it's just a different a different ecosystem. And you know you just have to understand that you know, the entertainers of this world are going to have a just a harder time on this platform than the educators. Yeah, all the entertainers can go on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's the thing, though. Like those that those platforms thrive on and the, and the people you know who want to just entertain and not think long term and and you know build a real business because those platforms come and go very quickly. I loved how uh, Dennis put YouTube, you know, in a different vertical than the social platforms. It's much more of a long term platform it's not you know the the audience just is is steady and it just keeps growing so tiktok no matter what you know matter how great it is it feels like it's 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 a nap away from being dethroned type of situation right i might be eating my words in a year but you know at this point that's how i feel about those platforms yeah we'll we'll see if um youtube stories can uh So so cynical, so snarky. Well, Carlos, I think that's uh, a great way to wrap up this conversation. And uh, who knows, maybe in a, in a month or two, we'll be doing another update uh, on the Corona, Corona clips and uh, seeing, hopefully by that point, we'll be looking back on how it's recovered. But um, who knows? Um, before we go, we'd like to say a huge thank you to our headline sponsor, Chewbuddy. TubeBuddy, thank you so much for sponsoring the show. We use and recommend TubeBuddy to all our clients as it has the most powerful tools out there to help your content to be discovered, be it the keyword suggestion tool, the copy pasting tools for thumbnails and end cards and info cards. Those, you know, power features are you know make my day every day so thank you too buddy for supporting the show and remember you can get an exclusive video insiders fm multi-channel discount by visiting videoinsiders.fm forward slash buddy don't forget if you're uh, enjoying our show please please give us a five-star review on the old apple podcast and share it with uh, a friend who will enjoy somebody who's in the industry and is interested into our subject matter. thank you carlos thank you everyone stay safe stay sane <laughs> yeah. Bye.